1: We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett.
2: Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, February 28th, the last day of the month, and I hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a good start to the week and a good ending to the month of February. We welcome you those that are listening on the radio. FM, thank you for joining us. Those on our radio app and those on our podcast, we welcome you. And then those watching on Facebook, thank you for tuning in today. And those watching on our YouTube channel, uh, we welcome you. I hope you had a good weekend. I tell you, I I enjoyed so much the Thren family. We've played a few of their songs leading up to Sunday, and uh, I know we'll be playing some more uh, in the weeks ahead. Uh, But uh, thank you for being in church. Thank you for being faithful. And uh, I love every Sunday. I hope we never take for granted uh, the opportunities we have to be in church. Uh, When I visit our shut-ins or when I visit in the hospitals or when I uh, visit in the nursing homes, it's amazing to me the things that people will say that they miss. You know what? always comes up. I, I just I miss being in church. I wish so much I could be in church. Well, uh, don't wait till you get in that situation to start thinking about church. Get in church now while you have health and strength, and uh, while you have youth, and uh, make every day count for the Lord. I promise you, you will not regret that. A uh, happy birthday yesterday to Chebo Salas. And happy birthday yesterday to Reagan Schnur, and uh, I hope you had a great day. And of course, brother Caleb's in here, so uh, I'm sure he's uh, had to spoil the birthday girl. Uh, but Reagan is six years old. Um, I told the story last week a little bit about my dad's homegoing, and uh, it was at the, uh, the at the funeral, uh, my dad's funeral, that uh, my sister Jennifer, she was expecting. And very, very close to uh, giving birth to Reagan and just a few days after. uh, But uh, six years old today, uh, six years old yesterday, I should say. But happy birthday to Reagan and Chabo. And then today, happy birthday to Kevin Walsh. Kevin, I hope you have a great day and God bless you. Let's be in prayer for our church. Let's pray for our school. Uh, pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for all of the ministries of the church, and uh, let's be in prayer for one another. Well, we have in our school our theme, or our, our our mascot, I guess would be the best way to say that, is we are the Victory Christian Academy Warriors. And you know, uh, I've I've gone through in our school, and I've gone through, and we've talked about the armor of God, and we've talked about being a soldier for Jesus Christ, but. I want to remind you, that's not just for young people. That's not just for school-age children. That's not just for teenagers. But every one of us, if you've been saved, uh, you are a soldier in the army of the Lord. Now, you say, well, I'm not really fighting. Well, then you're not being a good soldier. You've got to be ready. You've got to be strong. You've got to be prepared for battle. And I hope we'll be a good soldier. Here's a song about the fact that we are soldiers. And I hope we never forget that we are in a battle. But I'm glad I know who the captain is. I'm glad that we're on the winning side. And I'm glad that Jesus Christ is our uh, leader, He's our general, He's our commander. And I hope we'll follow close to Him. Hope you enjoyed this song. I'm a soldier.
0: I do. I love Jesus. He's my Savior. Jesus. God. Soldier going home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. We finished last Friday, we finished Psalm 1, and I told you as we go through our series on the Psalms, we will not go through all of them and we will not go through in uh, numerical order. Well, we are for these first couple, so just bear with me. I promise you it's not gonna be uh, Psalm 1, then Psalm 2, Psalm 3. We're gonna mix it up. But I wanna jump right into Psalm 2 for a couple reasons. Psalm 1, we said, was an instructional psalm. It was a psalm that could be used for parents to teach their children Uh, the format of it and the, the wording of it would remind you a lot of Proverbs. His delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Uh, The the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Well, Psalm 2 is a different kind of psalm. We would call this a messianic psalm, meaning this is a psalm that talks about Jesus, it talks about the Messiah. Now, again, keep in mind, this is Old Testament. This is uh, the era of King David. Many of these psalms were written. And for this psalm, the, the, the prophecies are given of the coming of Jesus the Messiah. Now, there are two comings of Christ that we talk about. There's the first coming. That was his birth. Uh, that was his life. That was his death on the cross, his burial, and his resurrection. That would all be uh, uh, categorized as his first coming. Well, there's another time that he's coming back. We call that the second coming. And I'm glad that that trumpet could sound and Jesus could come back. And of course, when he comes back, we'll meet him in the air, the Bible says, and we'll be with him in heaven for a period of seven years while there is tribulation on this earth. Well, at the end of that seven-year tribulation on earth, we'll come back from heaven with the Lord. And that is when he will set up his earthly kingdom on this earth for a thousand years. We call that the millennial reign of Christ. Well, some of these messianic psalms, they'll talk about the cross, but some of them will talk about the crown. They'll talk about his kingdom. They'll talk about Jesus actually sitting on the throne of David as was prophesied, as was promised to David that the Messiah, that Jesus would come and sit on the throne of King David. So this is a messianic psalm, Psalm 2, the message of this psalm, as you read through it, and we'll read through it here in just a moment, but the message is that it, it talks about the fact that there are nations and there are people that rebel against God. And by the way, that's still true today. And I'm not just talking about other countries, and of course other countries have to deal with that, but I'm talking about in our country, we are dealing with uh, people that have rebelled against God. But here's the reminder in this psalm, The reminder is that God takes care of the revenge. That's God's category. That's God's job, and he's doing just fine. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need my help. That is God's responsibility, and he promises that he will take care of it. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. I want you to notice in this Psalm, Psalm 2, verse 1, why do the heathen rage? Boy, I tell you, we are seeing the heathen raging today. We are seeing people uh, just out of control. That word rage, it means violent anger accompanied with furious words, gestures, or agitation. It is an anger that is excited to literal fury. That's what raging is. Well, why do the heathen rage and why do the people imagine a vain thing? Verse two, the kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now, that word anointed, in some cases in the Bible, you will see where it's talking about a king who was anointed or a, a priest who was anointed. But this word here, anointed, is literally uh, the word Messiah. And this verse is saying that the the kings of the earth have have raged and have taken counsel and they have fought against God and they have fought against his son, Jesus Christ. Here's what they say. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Uh, Basically, we don't want anybody telling us what to do. Uh, We don't want anybody trying to tie us down or or give us anything uh, that, that we're required to do, but notice verse four. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision or or, or confusion or destruction. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. This is extreme. God is not happy. God is angry with the wicked. Verse 6, Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son this day. Have I begotten thee? ask of me? And I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. We'll talk about this more tomorrow. But that's talking about when Jesus sets up his millennial kingdom. He will rule and he will reign from Jerusalem. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel, uh, like a a jar of clay or or, or, or a piece of pottery would be shattered. God says he's going to break them. He's going to judge them. Verse 10, be wise now therefore, O ye kings, be instructed ye judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, S-O-N, capital S-O-N, kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Can I tell you, I am thankful that we know the end of the story. We know that Jesus Christ is the king, and we know that he will rule, and he will reign, and he will conquer, and he will get revenge. But let me say this, for right now, for this day, uh, don't stress it. Don't worry about it. Boy, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in our world, but I'm glad that our God is in complete control. You may be nervous. You may turn on the news, and you may start to panic, and you might start to stress, and you may be hyperventilating. or what? The, hey, hey, don't worry about all that stuff. God has got it all under control. He's the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. We see in this passage, we see that God deals with the rebellion. Now, let's look at this, and we'll we'll wrap it up. I know we've uh, we've taken a little bit of time just to lay the groundwork. But let's look at this thought, first of all. The question is asked, why do the heathen rage? Now, it really is not answered in this psalm. We see David shows God's reaction to the raging of the heathen. But let's talk about this for a minute. Why do heathen, why do uh, unsaved people, why do they rage? Uh, Why do they get so worked up? Why are they so angry? Why are they so furious? Why? Well, let me remind you, number one, they don't know God. Uh, They don't have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of them. them. They don't have the peace of God. They don't know the promises of God. They do not know God. I think we should be surprised if the heathen are not raging. I think we should be surprised if the heathen are calm and, and cool and collected because they don't know God. Why do the heathen rage? Well, the Bible tells us that the heathen, the unsaved, they are blind. They've been blinded by Satan. Uh, Boy, I tell you what, if you today, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, if you lost your vision, you lost your sight with no warning, can I tell you, you'd be nervous too. You'd be stressed out too. Well, the unsaved, they are spiritually blind. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. They don't know God. Number two, they're blind. Number three, the Bible says they are fools. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It is a foolish decision to say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe he exists. And then we see that the ungodly, they're just like their father. Have you ever heard that expression, like father, like son? Well, the father of the unsaved people, it's the devil can I tell you, they're just like their father. They get it honest. And then the last thing I'll give you is that they're lost. We use that term saved or lost, but the word lost, it literally means that they don't know Christ, but they're, they're, they're without hope. They're without direction. They don't know which way, they're, which way to turn. Lost people do irrational things. Lost people, when, when they reject a map, they, they don't have a clue. They don't even know which direction to go. And we see that the heathen are raging. But may I remind you that we do know God. May I remind you that we should have our spiritual vision. We should not be fools, but we should walk as wise. We are not like our father, the devil. We are like our father, our heavenly father, uh, Jehovah God. We ought to be more and more like him every day. And then we're not lost. We've got direction. We've got a path. And the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. I hope you have a good day. We'll continue in Psalm 2 tomorrow, but I hope you spend some time reading it, studying it, thinking about it, and rejoicing in the fact that our God is King of kings and Lord of lords. God bless you. Have a great day. on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side.
1: Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina,